your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Coming up on the show, UW Lacrosse Chancellor Joe Gao. And we have just a ton to talk about. And if you have questions and you want to shoot them to me, you got your questions to, uh, for the Chancellor. Let me turn the text line on. It's uh, 608-785-7914. It's going to be kind of a back-to-back UWL day because I have a uh, science coordinator, science outreach specialist at UWL, Spencer Halsey, on tomorrow. Um, and we might talk a little bit about some of the same things. I think Spencer will be able to dive into uh, one of the topics we're going to get into today a little bit more tomorrow because it's going to be just it's her passion. And this is a thing that uh, when T- Tommy Thompson was the system president, was was talking about the former Republican governor, Tommy Thompson. And uh, we'll talk to Chancellor Gao about this, but the Prairie Springs Science Center. It's, yes, Prairie Springs Science. Yeah, that's what it's called. So we're, I think we're halfway done with this thing, and we need to finish it. It's been on the docket for, I guess I'll have to ask Joe how many years uh, that that we've had this plan and haven't finished it. But the UW Board of Regents has ap- approved this and five other projects at UWL. They approved a $2.5 billion capital budget. And $237.4 million of that is for UW Lacrosse. And $187 million of that. Is for the fa- uh, phase two of the science center. I think it's phase two. So let's finish it. And I don't think it's a done deal yet, even though the regents approved it. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about. So eh, how long has it been? Why, why aren't we finishing it? What's the deal? And what does it mean to UW Lacrosse to to Lacrosse uh, the science center getting open? Um, there's also the athletic field house, that new athletic field house. I want to ask him about that, where we're at, cause they're building a new one of those as well. Uh, I saw some pictures on, I want to say the, the athletic UWL athletic Instagram page where they had some pics on the inside of it. it looked pretty cool, but it, I don't think it's done yet. Um, also Chancellor Gao last week toured he was in lacrosse. Uh, the UW system president, Jay Rothman, he was here. The UW Platteville uh, chancellor was here in town as well. And then they went around the state to talk about Wisconsin Promise, this idea that we're going to uh, give tuition to students who whose families make under 62000 a year. We're going to start that next year. So anyone's going to school this year be like, oh, what, next year? Uh, and we can get some details there. Some of that stuff, you know, like, can I go back to school if I don't make $62,000 a year? Can I do that? <laughs> you might enroll full-time next year. I'll ask him. And let's see, what was el- what else is on there? But, yeah, I think a, a big part of that, the conversation will just be, you know, on on the, the Prairie Springs Project and the Wisconsin Pro- Promise Project and where that puts – UW system, UW lacrosse, it, it puts them right in the crosshairs of the state legislature or the state legislature right in the crosshairs of the UW system. Hey, here's here are the things that we want. Uh, 
how are we going to get these things done? Because I think that's the next step is we, the, the state legislature who doesn't always seem to be uh, in tune with what the UW system wants to do. Um, will they approve some of this stuff and should they approve some of this stuff? I guess I know Joe Gow's take on that, but if you want to shoot me a text, 608-785-7914, um, I, I, can't, I can't imagine why the Science Center, if it's all said and done, wouldn't why wouldn't we approve that? There's another parking ramp um, project. One of the, one of the projects uh, that the UW Board of Regents approved was a parking ramp, um, and that would be part of the police, police building as well, $34 million. Like, eh, science center or parking ramp, science center or parking ramp. So let's let's figure it out. An East Chiller plant, six million, seven million dollars, wing technology center, computer science lab renovation, two and a half million. Um, and also I don't know how all this stuff works. I mean, just because the regents approves it, how what are what are the chances that it gets uh, you know, the go green light from the legislature? I don't I don't know that answer. So Joe Gow's obviously been chancellor for a while, so he's gonna be able to to kind of navigate uh, the outlook there, I suppose. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then Joe Gow is going to have some news about the incoming freshman class. That's, I mean, school's got to start pretty quick here. I'm, I'm guessing, if not already, we'll ask, uh, we'll ask him about that as well. All right, Brad's got to do the news. We'll be back with UW Lacrosse Chancellor Joe Gow. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Shoot me a text, 608-785-7914. And I say text because UW Lacrosse Chancellor Joe Gow is on with me. And um, I appreciate you coming on, Joe. Thanks a lot. Oh, my pleasure, Rick. Always good to be with you. All right. So before, I don't know if you were listening, but before uh, I, I opened, when I opened a couple minutes ago, I, I just kind of, I, ta- I was talking about some of the rundown of things we're, we're going to discuss. Um. And in in the conversation that we are going to have, I guess your experience here might be that that so provide us with some of the answers. But how long have you been chancellor, and how many times have you had to go through stuff like this—a uh, region's approval process of funding, and then a governor's process of funding, and you know all that, all that the, the hoopla, right? Well, you know, as I think about it, I've been chancellor at UW Lacrosse, and very fortunate to say for. 16 years, about 16 years. So if you do that math on biennial budgets, that would be eight cycles um, through. So we have seen uh, this process before, absolutely. All right. So and then we'll get into that. I'll, I'll get into your experience there and how, how we work all this. But what do you what do you want to talk about first? I mean, the regents approved a lot of uh, you must have like, wow, that's great for your school. But also just before that, or I guess in the same week, right, you did the same thing. The Wisconsin Promise Plan sounds like an awesome deal for for students and families that make under $62,000. Which one do you think do you want to hit, hit on first? Well, I think the Wisconsin Promise, it just the impact that that is going to have uh, on students who might not have been able to come to college because they didn't have the finances is really wonderful. And uh, that's something that's made possible by the UW system. Um, and our new president, Jay Rothman, who, you know, looked and said, hey, Madison is doing this um, for these students. Why don't we do it for everybody in the system? And so uh, that's the reality. It, it, it's a great thing. Is Madison's, uh, the, the amount the family makes the same, or does that change? 
You know, I'm not sure, but the principle is that it, it's what's called a last dollar um, financial aid program. So the student applies for financial aid from the federal and state governments, gets those monies, and then whatever isn't covered, then that's what we um, fill in the gap with. Okay. Yeah, and it's for families under that make under 62000 I think I said that. How many, how many students do you think will be affected? I guess affected might be a bad word, but will benefit from this at UW-Lacrosse, do you think? We anticipate it to be several hundred. So that's a, a, a wonderful thing when you think about it. I mean, we're a school of uh, 10,500 roughly. And so if you have like 400, uh, that, that, that's really impactful. Now, can I take advantage of this program? I'm in my forties. I haven't been the, I went to Stevens point back in from like 98 to 2001 and graduated, but maybe I want to come back. But uh, do I, do I, if I made under 62 grand, would I, would I qualify? Well, I think you gotta be a first time student. So I'm sorry, Rick, that it wouldn't work for you if you already have your degree. <laughs> will somebody like my nephew who's going next year, I, so the, I will say the Wisconsin Promise Program, which essentially is a college for students, families that make under $62,000, is it only for incoming freshmen or my nephew who's going to be a senior next year, if his family qualified, would he be able to uh, get in, in into this program? Yeah, it's an important question. It's just the first year students. So okay. that, that that are starting with us, um, if you're already here, you can't get it. Now you could possibly transfer with an associate's degree, and then that would be uh, okay. So there are some details that I, we encourage people who are thinking about applying to make sure they uh, ask about. Okay, definitely. And then um, the other thing too is when I thought of this right away is like when I graduate high school my income could essentially be $0 because I don't have a job. I just graduated. I didn't have a job in high school. So my technically I'm 18. I don't make any money. My, would I qualify or is this, is, would, would parents have to unclaim their children as dependents? Do you know, do you know all the minutia there? I believe that, yeah, that would be it. Um, Ricky just said it. It's, it's how you are treated for federal tax purposes. And if you're, a dependent, well, then you're not independent of your parents. But if you truly are out on your own and nobody is claiming you as a dependent, then certainly if, if you're making less than $62,000, which may well be the case, then you would be eligible. And this is also only for Wisconsin students, so we, we need to be um, clear on that, too. And then is there is there any, like, Okay, I'm in the Wisconsin Promise program. Is it? Do you have to apply every year? Okay, for freshman year I got it. The next year I got to apply for it again. Um, is there any? I don't know. How does that work? We are hoping that if the um, state is willing to fund this, right now it's being funded by um, the UW system, but long term, if we get state funding, then it would be uh, you know automatic. Of course, subject to satisfactory academic progress. I mean, you have to make the grade. That was my next to, question. <laughs> to keep coming back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I and do you know, do you know the details there? You got to hit a 2.5 or something like that. Is it something is as simple as that? Well, I imagine that it's good academic standing which really is above uh, a 2.0. 
And, um, you know, we have people that are very skilled at tracking that, and if students are getting too low, they will say, hey, you know, let's get together and talk, and how can we help you do a little better in your coursework? So we're very that, – that's one of the great things about UW-Lacrosse. We do that very, very well. So I think a student – who started in this program, and if they were really making an effort and working with us, um, they would be fine. We're speaking with UW Lacrosse Jan- Chancellor Joe Gao. Uh, like he said, has been been doing this for 16 years here at UWL. Um, how, if, if if we just go like off the uh, like starting over here, what what do you Joe? What do you think UW Lacrosse is known for? If I'm going to go to school for UWL, I'm going to go for this. Like, what is your bread and butter? Would you say? Well, the most popular majors are biology and psychology and education and business administration. So, um, you know, and biology uh, feeds into a lot of the health professions, and we're really strong there. So we we do those things quite well. And then we have other great programs, too, in the arts and the humanities. You know, but I think really what we're known for is that we're a medium-sized place that doesn't feel like a big place. It feels more of a smaller campus. Uh, that's because we're the smallest campus geographically in the UW system. We have about 126 acres, and um, the other campuses are bigger than that. And so you, you just walk around, you see people, you feel a strong sense of community. Um, we have a real strong uh, tradition of undergraduate uh, research collaborations with faculty and that's something that we're known for. So I think ultimately, though, I would say it's good word of mouth that, that gets out about uh, this campus, and you can't really fake that. And people you know, tell their friends and neighbors and um, family, what's it like, you know? And uh, I think people really do enjoy what we have here, and that's um, affirmed by this fall we will have the biggest first-year class in the history of UW Lacrosse. So we're really excited about that and proud of it. How many How many incoming freshmen do you have coming in? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> the exact number is oh, in the neighborhood of 2350, but I'd, I'd have to go and um, look that up. But our, our target is 2150, and we exceeded that substantially this time and we did not do that last fall but of course last fall was really the the you know kind of center of the pandemic and that certainly influenced people's um, college going okay so you have 2300 and change coming in uh, a couple hundred over what you anticipate a couple hundred doesn't sound like a lot to me but also if you're doing room and board kids are staying on the dorms is there any hit is there any like dilemmas that come with, like, oh, we have 250 more kids than we thought we would. Where are we going to put them? Yeah, that's always a concern. And fortunately, um, there seems to be, I mean, we would love to build another residence hall, and we've been asking for that for some time, but it just hasn't come through. Um, But there's a lot of housing that's gone up around the campus, so it seems like students are able to find a place, but I, I would be, you know, I got to admit, we're turning away some that do want to be on campus, and that's unfortunate. I wish we didn't have to do that, but um, the other thing that we should say is our um, growth is not 
the trend in higher education tends to be enrollment going down, and we've been able to uh, go against that trend. And and that's because we have just such fantastic faculty and staff who are always reaching out to students, trying to recruit them and retain them. And uh, there's a great tradition, and that was in place even before I came those years ago. Um, okay, so if if sometimes you have to turn away some students, incoming freshmen, to, to live, I'm guessing, in the dorms, and you, you'd like to build a new dorm, um, I would say it's maybe not all the time. Uh, the, what I would pay to stay on campus in a dorm might be less, I'm not really sure, but might be less than what I would pay in rent to get an apartment. Does does the the does the university help in any way to getting those people, you know, in into uh, an apartment somehow? If, if you know, like, wow, this is going to be a thousand dollars a month. I'm not going to be afford be able to afford that. Well, we have landlords that work with us, and um, there's some great people and. Many of them are alums of the university, so they have a sense firsthand of what students are looking for. And, you know, we're just always trying to get people into um, safe, high-quality, you know, reasonable-cost housing. But, you know, we can only do so much off-campus. It it really isn't our decision to make. That's up to the student, of course. Yeah, definitely. I mean... I mean, they might go get the ritziest place, so I understand that. Um, getting back to the Wisconsin Promise Plan, this is a text that's coming in, so I I don't know if I don't even know how to say this, but our loans from the now here it is F A F S A. Maybe you know what that is, Joe. Our loans from that the F A F S A considered before the award or just just the grants portion. Do you know? Do, do you understand that question? Yeah, sure. The FAFSA is the form that the um, student fill and the family fills out to get at, you know, how much family contribution will there be. And then that gets used to determine um, things like Pell grants from the federal government um, and um, state grants uh, as well. And where we want to come down is the student will utilize those monies, and then we see, okay, how much remains unmet need, as, as they say, and then that's where this money will uh, be put to make sure that the student doesn't have to um, go into debt and they do have, you know, everything taken care of. All right. Uh, Mike, I hope that answered your question. Thanks for texting in. Um, okay, another, two more things with the Wisconsin Promise Plan. Um, let's see here. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to the freshmen that, that are coming this year that go, wait a minute, if I came next year, I wouldn't, can they get out of this year and go back next year? You have more kids coming in this year than ever before. And now I think maybe they go, if I could get in for free next year, I might want to hold off. Well, you know, um, we looked at that. And one of the things that system, UW system has done is to give us more financial aid for the students who are coming this fall. Um, we don't have the ability to put the whole program in place, but certainly uh, if there are students out there who are coming this fall whose families make under $62,000 a year, they, we encourage them to ask uh, what more we can do because there is a little bit more um, financial aid in the system this time around, and then next fall it will be fully implemented. Okay, so there's uh, there's maybe some some added benefit to going in this year because honestly, if I made under sixty two grand now, and I, I I almost would you know I would probably want to hold off for a year. 
Well, I, you know, you'd have to look at the individual situation. So I wouldn't want to, you know, say it's going to be the same for everybody. All right, and then we can get this one after the break. We got to take a break here, but uh, the legis—you said that you, uh, UW system is going to fund this this year, and then after that, the legislature. That's correct. Okay, so uh, we'll get into that after the break, and and then I want to talk about the the a the Prairie Springs Science Center, and then the other four projects that the UW Board of Regents approved, and I want to get your take on uh, what the next steps are with that. But we'll be back Sounds here with you, yeah. and we'll be back with UW Lacrosse Chancellor Joe Gow. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you want to shoot me a text, you to be Lacrosse Chancellor Joe Gow. I, I, uh, I got him to come back, so I appreciate you spending a half hour here with us, Joe. Um, oh, thanks for the forum. It's great, yeah. And, you know, this, this question I'm going to get to about the, uh, the state legislature, I want to bring that up. But before we do that, this, the, the, because it will come up with this as well, the UW Board of Regents approved... Um, where are my notes? I think it's, I think it's two and a half billion dollar capital budget. So is that over two years? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So two and a half, two, two years, two and a half billion. And then you guys get a pretty nice chunk of change when, when you see that, I don't know how this is like given to you. Hey, here's what they're doing. And, uh, 237.4 million for you to be lacrosse. Um, how does that news get to you? And then do you, do you jump for joy or what was your reaction when you saw that? Well, we work really hard um, to get our projects into the queue, you know, and, and you can imagine. I mean, there are 13 campuses, and everybody has needs, and, and most of our buildings in the UW system were built in the 1960s, but some are older than that. And, uh, you know, our big need here is the um, Prairie Springs Science Center completing it. You know, we, we only have half of it, and that's because we were good sports um, you know, like 10 years ago, and, and we said, all right, well, we need a new science building, we'll, we'll do it in two phases, and so we got the first one done, but the second one, we've been waiting, um, you know, six years on that, and it really becomes all the more urgent, so we were delighted to see that it's not only in the UW system budget, but it, it's featured very prominently. Um, you know, there's an engineering building at Madison that is um, higher up than we are, but then this project is right behind that. So we're really, you know, grateful that people understand the urgency of the project and how beneficial it's going to be to not just our campus, but really the state, the region, because we want to have more graduates in the sciences and the health professions and, um, you know, the workers, uh, workforce of tomorrow is going to come out of that building. So it's really important. Okay, so you said 10 years ago the project started. So in, we, in the first four years, it sounds like, we got that the first phase done? Yeah. Okay, and so the past six years we've been in a holding pattern to get phase That's two done? Correct, yeah, yeah. All right, so has, in the re- regents put it, you said pretty prominently in the budget. I don't know if they, do they rank them, like a college ranking? Like this is the rank number one. You said a different uh, a different engineering building is, is to- above yours. Is there a ranking like that? Yes, there's a, a list of projects. Now, it's important to remember the, the really at the top of the list is something that is a fund that is used by all the campuses just to keep up buildings and do, you know, maintenance yeah. projects, and that doesn't maybe get the kind of media interest that a, a, a new building does. But it does, Joe, it, important. 
Joe, it does get media interest when the uh, the schools are so dilapidated that you have to ask taxpayers for one hundred ninety four seven one hundred ninety four million dollars on a referendum. I don't know if you're paying attention to the lacrosse school district. Oh yeah, and I I you know emphasize. I mean, it's really challenging because um, you're trying to build for the future and you want a strong and bright future, and it, it takes some money to do that. And hopefully, people uh, see the logic and um, the value. Yeah, so you have 60-year-old buildings, and the top thing on the budget for all UW system schools is keeping the, the upkeep on those buildings. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, the whole campus, so lots of buildings. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean yeah, and then there are – so there's that fund, and then you get to um, these individual projects. And we've been, you know, patient on this for a number of years, and so – system's been really supportive uh, with it. Where, now, of course, it's it's got to go, you know, I, you see the headline in the paper, it sounds like it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. We we need to make sure that it's in the governor's budget and then that the legislatures, um, the, the Assembly and the Senate, they approve these projects as well. So there's a lot of work to be done, and we have a great team uh, at UW System and also uh, here at UW Lacrosse, that are you know spreading the word about the importance uh, of the projects. Has has it been in the? Has it been in all of the past? Would it be six budgets or three budgets? Because I guess it'd be every two years. Has it been in those budgets? Just ranked lower. Well, the governor has always put it in his budget. Um, the challenge has been then the assembly will say, well. Maybe we don't want to spend as much money, and so they will start to um, move things around. And and that's where we really need to make sure, you know, our local legislators, of course, are very familiar uh, with the project and very supportive, um, but it's people outside the district, so to speak, that, you know, they don't maybe understand why this is so important, not only to us here in La Crosse, but to you know, people in Milwaukee and Madison and uh, all around the region. I mean, because our students do go out and um, do great things in science and health uh, professions throughout Wisconsin. Yeah, and, and UW System, former UW System President Tommy Thompson in lacrosse, I believe, and during a, I, I, you know, like one of these talks he had, it was talking about how dilapidated the, the Science Center is the half, the one half that isn't completed, right? Like it's, it's, it will leak and it's, it'll, you know, just stuff like that, right? That's correct. And we are so grateful for his support. And he came to tour uh, the facility and he's spoken in favor of it. So um, Tommy Thompson's been a great friend to UWL. Have, uh, you know, when it, when the Regents approves these five projects, were any missing? And you're like, dang, that didn't get in there. No, I think this is really, you know, exactly what we want, what we need. And um, as I say, we, we, we weren't surprised because we've been, you know, working on these for years. Uh, the, the You know, the justifying the need and then um, some preliminary planning. And so, you know, uh, and I think we have a great track record here at UWL of when we do get money from the state, we use it wisely and we get projects done. Um, in a high-quality way, and that's because we have a, a great team um, in our facilities area, and it's led by my great colleague, Vice Chancellor for Administration and Finance, Bob Hetzel. He, he really, um, you know, in his time, he's 
here not quite as long as me, but um, you know, almost. And and under Bob's uh, leadership, we've been able to get about you know, $450 million worth of projects uh, accomplished. And, you know, that's really something to say. It's been quite a, an era for us. And Prairie Springs really is the ultimate. We, we just have to have that because the Cowley building that's the current science building is from 1965. And as you said earlier, um, Rick, it's, it's, you know, when it rains, it leaks and it's, um, just dilapidated, and it's not, you know, you think about science education and the way that science was taught in the 60s and how far we've come now <laughs> in 2023. I mean, it's kind what of mind-boggling. Joe, so, what were um, you doing in 1965, you think? How old were you? What's that? How old were you in 1965? I don't even know if you... I don't. I was five years old. Okay, you were five years old, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> So, so by you know, like if you went to UWL, that that building would have been kind of okay for your time fifteen fifteen years later. Well, they talked about you know we went back and when they opened that building, there's some materials that they were kind of bragging on it, and it was like it will have film strip projectors <laughs> and it will have you know typewriters and it, it, it's just like yeah, I mean that's um, a long ago and far away. Okay, so it's it's top, it's on it's up there. Is it top five on the UW region's top rankings? Is it top five? Is it number three? I don't have the list in <laughs> front of me, but I know it's definitely number two on the major buildings. Okay, There's the Madison Engineering Building at number one, and then we're at two. Oh, of and course, then a project in Milwaukee at number three. Uh, there's some other funds in addition to those, you know, general repair. There's also some monies that are earmarked for um, instructional classroom improvements and things like that. And so, you know, it's hard to put an exact number right. uh, there. Yeah, and we don't want to talk. That stuff's boring. We don't want to talk about that. Um, but, of course, right, you see the UW-Madison building gets above you, right? You're like, oh, of course, they got it. <laughs> I'm well, just kidding. you know, Madison is one of the great universities in the um, world. And I got to say, you know, we love the fact that we're called University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. <laughs> that University of Wisconsin uh, brand, if you will, is really, really strong. And uh, we provide something that's, you know, not the same as, as UW Madison, but we think it's um, just as successful. Does the region's ranking factor in how this gets into the governor's budget? Does the governor go, "Oh, wow, they've this is real high on the priority list. I better make sure that it, you know, like I, I better make sure this is a priority when I put it in my budget." Well, you know, Governor Evers has put it in his budget the last time, and you know, it's wonderful that he was on the board of regents, and so he clearly understands um, how important a project is like this for a campus like ours. All right. Before that, was it on uh, Scott Walker's budget before that? Yes, it would have been too, yeah. Okay. So what gives? Why didn't it get done, what, uh, six years ago? (laughs) I think you'd have to come down to partisan, um, you know, differences. And that's when you get into, you know, the, the one party sees it one way, other party sees it another way. Um. Is there is there any inkling on okay if if it's well I mean if it's Governor Evers or it'll be the new governor's budget right whether it's Evers the next governor right whether it's Evers or Tim Michaels 
I think that both people understand how important this is for us. And, um, you know, Tim Michaels does have the endorsement of Tommy Thompson. And as we said earlier, he gets it on this project. So we feel good, you know, that, that, that either candidate will um, understand the importance. Okay, and then if it gets into either, you know, whoever's governor, if it gets into their budget, it still isn't a done deal, right? It got The regents approved it, the governor put it in his budget, and now now it comes back to the state legislature approving it? Well, it goes to the building commission. Okay. And that's a body that's composed of uh, people from both parties, and it's chaired by the governor. And so they could choose to say, we are just approving what's been put before us. And, and you know, it, it, it's really important to uh, acknowledge that at UW System, there are just highly skilled professional people who this is their full-time uh, work, is making these decisions about what project needs to happen when and on which campus, and they do it really, really well. So I would hope that legislators, uh, like people on the Building Commission, would appreciate, you know, that, that there's a lot of expertise here, and, and, and so they, they, the recommendation is a really solid one. Um, and then if things go well at the Building Commission and they move things along, then you get into the Joint Finance Committee of the um, legislature, which, again, is uh, people from both parties and both chambers, and then they will work on uh, a budget recommendation, and then things go from there to the Assembly and the Senate, and then they vote. <laughs> Very. And then hopefully, if they're in sync, then it goes to the governor. But if they're not, then they have a conference committee, of course, and they have to work through. So it's a you know long process, um, but it's a healthy one. It's all done out in public, and we will be... Uh, at the hearings when the Joint Finance Committee does that, and we go to the Building Commission and answer their questions. And so um, we're always, you know, uh, available to uh, make sure people understand how important this is. We're speaking with UW Lacrosse Chancellor Joe Gow. Yeah, I was going to say, are you the guy that goes and essentially lobbies for the Prairie Springs Science Center, or do you have like a, a sciencey guy that go and, or man or woman, to go and, and, and do that for you? Well, we have that and more. So we, we've, we've got, um, you know, just lots of people who can speak to the importance of the project. So, uh, you know, but we don't really look at it as lobbying because we're not um, you know, making campaign contributions or anything that, that, you know, we're just educating. And, uh, you know, and that's as it should be. Um, with with the second phase of the Prairie Spring Science Center, are you were you disappointed that the planetarium was kind of cut out of the project? Well, boy, th- we haven't talked about it this, but there's just incredible inflation right now, and and I mean, like we've never seen, and so really costs have risen dramatically, and so that means you know we we have to maybe trim back a little bit, and that's unfortunate that we can't get the full original vision. Now, also, in addition to inflation, there are supply chain delays. And so, you know, we have a new field house that's been built over the past two years. And that's, we would had hoped originally to be able to open it up this fall. And now it looks like it, it, it opened up like, you know, September 1. And now it won't happen till late October, because there are some uh, materials and, and some 
delays, you know, and, and that we wouldn't have, you know, like before the pandemic, I don't think anybody, any of us would have predicted that uh, this would be happening. Just use one of those red and green flip scores, Joe. And if you can't get the scoreboard in there, well, I'll just flip the scores when they score. You know what I'm talking about? Well, that's kind of what we have in the old field house, which, again, is one of these buildings from the 1960s. So, yeah. What What will we be doing in the new athletic field house? Is it going to be, like, intramurals, uh, indoor track? What else is going on in there? You got it. The intramurals and recreation activities, and then, of course, indoor track. And, you know, indoor track, we have a field house now that you can't have an NCAA meet because it's not uh, designed properly. And so this will change that. And we'll, Because we have a, a team that wins pretty consistently the NCAA National Championship in track and field, indoor and outdoor for that matter. Um, so this will give us you know, what those folks deserve. And then in addition to athletics in there, we also have some wonderful exercise and sports science classes that take place and some community activities. There's an outstanding um, cardio rehab program that I know a lot of people in our community participate in because I've observed that. And so it, it's a really nice um, facility for us, and I wish we were opening it on time. But it is going to get a little delayed. Yeah, when I asked you what UW Lacrosse was known for, and you kind of you talked about some of the education, I thought you were just going to say, "Ah, track. We're known for track. We're pretty big in track." Also, I think the the the, the other one would be like, "We're known for having the 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 most scenic football stadium, football stadium, and track and field stadium in in the conference, or maybe in the state." <laughs> well, it's kind of kind of you to say, and you know where my mind goes. What we are known for is that for the last. 20 out of 21 years, our student-athletes have had the highest GPA in the WIAC, uh, the Wisconsin Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. So, you know, at lacrosse, we're known for winning on the field and also doing great things in the classroom, and that's exciting. Okay, so last thing before I let you go, where how do you feel about some of the, the Wisconsin Promise Plan? We're going to depend on the state legislature after next year uh, to approve that. And then the Prairie Spring Science Center and some of the other projects that are, you know, millions of dollars. Do you have any inkling on, you know, it'll be a new state legislature, but just where where they would go with, with some of these projects? And the, and the Promise Plan, which isn't really a project, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think that really it's incumbent on us at the university to make sure um, people are aware of the benefits that accrue not only to the specific students, but to the whole state. And, you know, that's all about workforce uh, readiness and also um, people who are going to do innovative things, you know, the next generation. I mean, I am very privileged, as we've said. I've I've been doing this uh, for some years, and one of my favorite things is commencement, and I get to um, see those students come across the stage, and I shake their hands, and I look in their eyes, and, you know, Um, There are a handful of people who maybe are pretty low-key. Most of those students are very excited and energetic, and I leave uh, those ceremonies feeling so optimistic about the future because of the energy and the talent um, and the passion of uh, the graduates of our university. So um, we all win, and I hope that the legislators will 
appreciate how important the funding is uh, to keep that going. If you want to make that mem- more memorable for those students that are graduating that day, release chickens onto the stage during the ceremony like they did at UW-Stevens Point when I graduated. They did? <laughs> wow, I thought you were making that up. So I, <laughs> no. I, I, okay, you had a memorable graduation. Yeah, thing. don't remember anything else, but hey, they released chickens during graduation. That was super funny. <laughs> UW <laughs> Lacrosse, Chancellor Joe Gao, I appreciate you spending so much time with us. Thanks a lot. Oh, my pleasure, Rick, and let's do it again sometime. All right, see ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we got to take one more break. All right, that's all the time I have for today. Thanks again to UW Lacrosse Chancellor Joe Gao, Chancellor for 16 years. At some point, he said some years towards the end there. 16 years. Some years could be two years, but I'll just reiterate, he's been doing this 16 years. I had to go through this process quite a few times. It'll be interesting to see uh, where the state legislature lands on some of those big projects. UW Lacrosse Outreach Coordinator Spencer Halsey on tomorrow to talk some science. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.